take a little break from whatever else is going on and just list the people or the animals or the plants or the sky, anything that you feel gratitude for right now. Welcome to Natural Tendencies. I'm your host, Rick Braden. Join us as we hear the real issues affecting real people that truly and deeply impact their work performance. Anxiety, depression, conflict, marital problems, trauma, grief, and loss. Right here, right now, right on! If somebody pinned me down and said, what is the single most important meditation practice that you could do i've thought about that many many times and i do believe that it is meditation practice and i do believe that the object of the meditation that may be most important and again this is this is this is my idea you'll have to find out for yourself what works best for you but in meditation there's always an object of your meditation there's something that you're placing your awareness on. Another word for meditation, a synonym, is often concentration. But it's not the type of concentration to where you're really laboring, really trying hard. It's more of a concentration that's just an awareness and a focus on that object, whether it be the breath, whether it be sounds. Usually it's one of our perceptions, things we see through the eyes, things we might smell things we might taste as we mindfully eat our food, for example. So one of the things we're going to do very regularly, because I want you to have a good understanding of a very traditional seated meditation practice. And it begins by sitting in an upright yet relaxed posture. If you're sitting on a chair, you want to not lean back to support yourself with the chair. You wanna, you wanna have the back upright, but not leaning against the chair. Now, if you're in a couch or if you're laying down or whatever, that's perfectly fine. But in general, for seated meditation, you wanna be upright. You wanna make sure that your, your head is also upright. I found it to be very true that if our body is slouched, our mind will be slouched. And just by the mere act of sitting in an upright posture, one of my teachers calls it a regal posture. I really like that. So the back is straight and yet relaxed. The legs are planted on the ground, the surface beneath you. And generally the, the hands are just placed on the thighs in a very natural way that's not straining. So not so much that you're pulled forward or pulled back, just wherever they fall naturally on the thighs. I tend to like to have my palms open. This was something that I started doing when uh, John Milton, um, the great ecologist and teacher John Milton shared with me, because it just really elicits a very open and receptive posture. And a lot of times, even when I'm talking to people or when I'm doing coaching or therapy, I, I, I think it's incredibly important to maintain an open posture because, again, that openness of the body also 
creates openness and spaciousness in the mind. We create this very unnatural separation between the mind and body. But really, where is that separation? Where does the mind begin? Where does the body start? It's all interconnected, just like we're interconnected right now on this call. People I love, and as I see your faces, it just makes me smile. So we establish that posture, and even in doing that, it, it creates just this sort of alert awareness. So the idea is to just allow for sensation, not getting caught up in our thoughts, letting our minds run away from us like they so often do, but really holding them to the degree we can on the object of the meditation, in this case, the breath. So I find it very helpful to maybe silently say to yourself, this is called a noting method, a way of noting. As you breathe in, you might just gently say to yourself on the in-breath, in. And on the out-breath, very gently to yourself, out. So let's see if we can hold our awareness on the breath with that gentle noting method. In on the in-breath, out on the out-breath. You might experiment with either eyes closed or eyes open. Um, I find that there's different experiences and different benefits from both. So usually in a typical seated meditation practice, if I'm doing, say, 30 minutes, maybe I will divide it up half and half between open eyes and, and closed eyes. But I do think that when focusing on the breath, sometimes, um, especially for people new to meditation, it's a bit easier to close your eyes. So if you feel comfortable doing that, I would just ask that you close your eyes now and allow your awareness to fall onto the breath wherever you most feel it. Maybe it's on the tip of your nose as the coolness goes into your nose. Maybe it's the sensations of the chest or the abdomen rising and falling very naturally. There's no need to make your breath either long or short. Just allow the breath to be however it is right now. There's no need to strain. There's nowhere else you need to be. For this next few minutes, there's nothing else that you need to do. So breathing in and out. I'm going to remain silent for about a minute. So see if you can hold awareness on the breath. If the mind wanders when you catch it, very gently, don't beat yourself up. Just come back to the breath as your object of your meditation. And that coming back, starting over, really is a big part of meditation. It's not that people can't do it. They just have an idea of what it is. But really, it's a lot about starting over. So let's begin now. Breathing in. Mind wanders, simply bring it back. And slowly starting again, breathing in, knowing that you're breathing in. Breathing out. 
Just knowing that you're breathing out. That's excellent. So you can go ahead when you're ready and go ahead and open your eyes. I recently signed my youngest daughter, Jordan, up for the 30-day meditation challenge. And I informed her that she had been assigned to this class and that I would be the one teaching it. And she promptly let me know that she was not interested in that class. And I let her know that it was a requisite and um, that whether she was interested or not, she was doing this 30-day challenge. <laughs> and we've started with 10 minutes of seated breath practice. And the other night we were doing this and she said, God, Dad, my mind is all over the place. I can't even hold my attention on one single breath. And... I'm thinking about the dog. I'm thinking about when is my dad going to talk again? I'm thinking about how much I absolutely hate this. I'm thinking about this is the most stupid thing I could ever even imagine. And beyond that, it's incredibly boring. And I'm like, yes, those are all thoughts that you have observed. And scientists now tell us that the average person has about 84,000 thoughts a day. Now, one thing meditation is going to show you is how crazy you are. That many of the thoughts you have are just so wacky and they go all over the place. Like, if your mind was your counselor, your investment guide, you'd be in real trouble because they just go all over the place. And that's really common and it's really natural. There's nothing wrong with that. And I just love Jordan's honesty. So we continued the practice. We came back to the breath. It was very interesting because at the end of, to her, what seemed like hours, which was 10 minutes, um, I asked her, I said, Jordan, how are you feeling right now? She said, Dad, I feel really calm and relaxed. I said, when was the last time you felt that way, Jordan? She said, I can't remember. That's very sweet, and there's also maybe a little bit of sadness in that. So a couple days ago, the Greater Good Science Center released six questions. And by the way, the Greater Good Science Center is part of Berkeley University in California. And it is one of the sources I consider very reliable when it comes to an understanding of mindfulness, an understanding of meditation, and also just really sound mental health practices. So if you're not familiar with the Greater Good Science Center, I would suggest that you give it a look. So they brought forward six questions, six questions that we can ask ourselves during this very challenging time, time of uncertainty, time of pandemic, times of fear, times of emotions uh, running away from us. And the first question, was simply, what am I grateful for today? And I would like you to just take a minute as part of our meditation practice. And again, just gently to yourself, see if you can connect with the spaciousness of gratitude. And just gently to yourself, think of the things right now. See if you can discipline your mind. Take a little break from whatever 
else is going on and just list the people or the animals or the plants or the sky, anything that you feel gratitude for right now. And doing this as a meditation practice means that you're going to try to hold your awareness, hold your concentration on that for which you are grateful. So go ahead and begin while I stay silent for about a minute. Wonderful. I'd like to move to the second question. And this question is extremely important because when we're in times of uncertainty and when we're having trouble just kind of being centered and stable, typically people are going to go in one of three directions. They're either going to become angry, frustrated, that's sort of a fight mechanism, uh, they're going to experience a lot of fear and anxiety, the, the flight mechanism of the brain that gets triggered, all necessary for survival. Or they're going to go to that third response, which is more of a paralysis and shutting down. And regardless of what your natural tendency is, which will gravitate towards one of these uh, responses more dominantly, this next question helps really take you out of that internally difficult state and place your mind on helping others. And I've never known a person who was truly happy that didn't dedicate some significant portion of their day or their life to making a difference in the lives of others. So this second question is, who am I connecting with? Who am I checking in with today? So for me right now, I'm checking in with each of you, my friends that are on this call, my loved ones, my family members, people I just adore. I wanted to check in with Bob this morning. I want to check in with my Uncle Jay, with my mom, with my friends Eric and Sean, Chu and Arthi, Maya. I like to check in with my wife, Lisa, and all my children, Lauren and Larissa and Beric and Jordan. I want to check in with Patty and just know that I'm glad you're here, Patty, and my other friends. I wanted to check in on Joe Greenwood. My, our friend John passed away a couple days ago. Very painful. And I just wanted to make sure that his son knew that I loved his dad. And that I was thinking about it. So let's just breathe together. Obviously, I'm suffering. I want to be aware of that suffering. I want to keep my heart open to it. So the way I take care of my suffering, I want to breathe right into my heart. I encourage you to just breathe right into your heart area. Just right into it. A very gentle, very nice way to take care of your suffering. It's a way of bringing mindfulness to the areas that are painful. 
And I'm noticing those changes. Just tapping very naturally, not trying to force anything. Not trying to push that suffering down. It rises, stays for some time, and it returns back to where it came from. All sensations, all experiences are like that. They rise for some time into awareness. They stay for some time. They return. Meditation helps us allow for that, to stay solid during those times, to really learn how to be with ourselves. So I think we're going to stop with that question. And for the last minute of our practice, let's just breathe together again and know that we're doing something really good for ourselves. And if we're doing something really good for ourselves, we're doing something really good for others. So breathing in, aware of the in-breath. Breathing out, just simply noticing the sensations of the out-breath. And just do that silently for a few breaths. Okay. Congratulations. At Behavioral Essentials, we intend to help a lot of people. And today we hope we helped you. So join us for our next session. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And visit our website at behavioralessentials.com. Thanks for listening.